What's up, guys? Hey. How you guys doing? I'm loving this new atmosphere that we have. Yeah. This is Y'all cool. see the new digs, right? We need money. So y'all got to buy cups and sweaters. <laughs> Location, baby. We broke, baby. We done spent all of our money on a new TV with the new logo and, and everything the lights. Else. You see the lights? We got lights on the side. We That's got, gold you know, trim baby, on the lights. Man, doing gold trim. Bigger and better things in 2023 for all of us and for all of y'all. So I appreciate it. Buy a coffee mug, man. I'm always trying to sell people something from I know. us. I'm always trying I to sell our merchandise. We got to. If we don't do it, who will? Facts. Could Facts. you think about how many independent artists have you know merchandise for sale on their websites and stuff and don't sell it? Yeah. Right. I, I know an artist. I watch an artist every day that he gets online and has always has a new challenge. He's always trying to figure out how he can get somebody to do something so he can give them something. But he never tries to sell any of the stuff that he has for sale. He never tells anybody to download his videos right. or his music or follow him on this platform. He's never trying to merge. But you he have just, to. You have to give people instruction. Yeah, you got to tell them what... Yeah. I was I, they I had this conversation just recently. If you'll watch all of the big major news outlets, CNN, whoever it is, if you watch their YouTube videos, at the end they're going to have one of their biggest on-air personalities. Hey, this is uh, you know Steve so and so and thanks for tuning in and make sure you like, comment and subscribe for all of our videos. Exactly. Like if, even if you watch or pay attention or read the YouTube blogs or the best practices, they always tell you to incorporate an introduction video. And now with that new eight-second rule where you got to no profanity in the first eight seconds or your ass is out of here, you'll definitely want to start incorporating some of those best practices. You know, the hooks. I was just talking with a cinematographer the other day. I'm not a cinematographer, so anything I know about videos, I know because I watch them right. or because I know people in the industry. And we have right. an amazing cinematographer here. Shout out to Newland Creators. Anyways, I was talking to a cinematographer, and he's like, the way that we capture stuff, the way that we have to record it, the way we have to put it out, you know, you have to have a hook. And I'm like, well, what's a hook? Lame to the game. What's a hook? He's like, well, if you ever watched a video and they kind of show you what's going to happen in the video in the first three seconds, yeah, he's like, well, that's a hook. That's how they, that's how they hook you. The and then, first three seconds really matter. Mm. So the first really three matter. seconds, you know, it could be an overall or it could be a strong intro or it could be, you know, use trigger words or keywords, but finding that sweet spot. And I think that's where most people are afraid to be creators because they're, they, they don't know what that sweet spot is and they don't right. want to fail. So right. coming out and looking lame or looking square or doing all of this and not having nobody watch it, it's kind of disheartening. And I, I get that. I, I really do. But you, you have to, in order to do it right, you have to do it wrong sometimes. You got to get out there and fail at it. It's like riding a bike. Only way you're going to learn how to not fall down is to fall down, scrape your knee three or four times, you're going to learn balance. Exactly. Or you're not going to want to ride a bike. Exactly. One or the other. One or the other. And I, yeah. I know a lot of people uh, in especially artists that do not like to fail. Once they have an, an established image, um, starting over new isn't something that they are willing to do. Hmm. You got to fail. Like, that's life. Like, if, if you're not failing, it means you're not trying. And if you're not trying something, how are you going to know what works? Because the world is constantly evolving and changing. You got to I love you, it. You got to fail. I'm scared of the people that won't acknowledge their failures or won't admit to it. Those are the people that terrify me because they're always looking for somebody else to blame, especially the ones that have money because they, they want to pay you to do something that they want it done their way so then they can blame you for it fucking up. Wow. I did a panel once at the SEA Awards and there were like 10 industry people on this panel and we were talking about where we fucked up. Right. It's probably the best panel I've ever done. I mm. learned so much from that panel because I learned, first of all, if you don't try something, you don't know what works and what doesn't. Yeah. But I also learned that failing is okay and that people more successful than me have fucked up and lived. Right. 
and live. Well, and you also learn the foundation and the basis of things where some things didn't succeed because you didn't have your your, your foundation implemented. It wasn't strong. Your idea right. was just a thought. It was flawed. And then now that you've gotten past that onto your next one, you're going to make sure that you don't have those red flags or those uh, uh, failures those you know, at the beginning. Right. You're going to make sure you avoid them or have all of the things in place. And that's where I think most artists, most labels, most teams got it fucked up at because nobody is trying to learn from this release. Everybody thinks they're doing it right. Nobody thinks they're doing it wrong. Nobody wants to feed into it. So nobody is learning what was done right or wrong with this release, which right. is going to prohibit us from making the best move for the next release. Because if we're doing the same thing for the next release that we did for this release, then we've already failed. Right. Because the next release, there is some type of evolution that have gotten there, whether it's 10 streams, 10 extra subscribers, a new platform, a new video. There's something that's going to have grown or shaped into that next release. Do and you, if we're mimicking that, it's just failure. Do you follow Sherry Hugh? I think it's uh, Water and Music. She she has a, a, a so. blog where music meets tech. And they tried to do a study Bless over you. the past few months where they measured how we all measure our marketing campaigns mm. and they couldn't do the research because they found that we don't measure our marketing campaigns. No, there is no case studies. There is no- None. They were trying to do this and they couldn't. It doesn't exist in music. How? how? Well, because most- How does it not? <clears throat> most independent and most amateurs, you'll see the transition from amateur to professional. In this business, the amateur is a professional in their mind off top. That's why most independent artists don't have ISRCs. Mm, they don't have UPCs. Right. They don't know upload dates. They don't mix and master engineer names. Right. They don't have lyrics because all of those things are a piece of the puzzle that you're required to have. And if right. you don't know the manpower or the dollar amount that is necessary to acquire those tools and then what to do with them and then consistently release them in order to gauge a, a, a football team's progress, a basketball team's progress, a the COVID team, anybody, any type of scientist group, there has to be a checks and balance and there's failures and there's study groups and there's right. there's learning from our mistakes and making sure that we don't make those mistakes in the next phase. Most independent we artists don't have don't that. Have that. We, and the and urban we have community. hubris, like you just said. It's hubris LLC. Right. So It's know, crazy. I, I think that that's- Hubris is, is when you think, I didn't mean to look at you. Mm. Hubris, hubris, hubris is when you think you know everything and you move forward as if it's fact, as Correct. if your assumption is fact. And it is not. And, and it's never. Well, I think, yeah. I think that also plays a part of like the artist thinking that the hardest part of their <clears throat> thing is the music. And in my opinion, that's the easiest thing. It's the easiest thing. thing. And all the stuff that goes on in it the background, be the what you're talking thing. about, yeah. what you're talking about yeah. is the diff most difficult part because that requires the tedious conversations, meetings, the execution. and The work. They the just want to go, and I'm not trying to speak for all of them, but Based off yeah. of the sample size, <laughs> they just want to go in the studio and knock out records. That costs yes. money. You know, even an artist, if an artist plays a guitar and they're talented at playing a guitar and, and they want to perform for large amounts of people, they have to go down to a place that where they're going to go play their guitar at. Yeah. And chances are they're not going to get any money for playing their guitar. And somebody's going to be in there to hear them play their guitar and be like, hey, man, I'm recording a group and I would love to put you on a song. Or, hey, man, I happen to have a record label and an opportunity may present itself. But make no mistake about it, that person still actively has to go out and do that. And what are the chances of this, this successfully happening? I remember, and shout out to Tampa Mystic. I remember when we was in GME. I love her. Tampa. I remember when we was in GME one night for one of the Tampa Mystic events and out of all the people to walk into the crowd of all the nights and all the crazy days, 
Andre Ice Cold 3000 walks into the crowd and sits at the bar and to watch independent artists perform. You never how, know. How random and amazing. You never know, you yeah. never know who was going to be in there. Wendy yeah. Day could be in the back having a meeting with some independent label and you may catch her ear. Ferrari Simmons may be at the bar talking to the manager about cutting a deal to come host. You never know yeah. who's in the building and the fact that you're not willing to go out and perform in front of an empty house or a packed house like your life depends on it means you really don't want this. This isn't what you want to do. This is something that you have fun doing. Right. And if you have fun doing it, then continue to do it as fun. Make it a hobby. Disregard what we say and make the best versions of your music. Put it up. Get your SoundCloud page and go dummy. But if you want to make money <laughs> and you really want to do this as a career and you want to hopefully put yourself on and bring your people, your day ones on and buy your mama a house and do all the stuff that you know, you see everybody doing. And at some point in time, you got to treat what you create as a product that has to be marketed and sold. But can we also talk about, you know, we, a lot of artists have the extreme success. I'm going to make millions of dollars and da, 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 da. But there are a large population of artists that don't make that amount of money. They make a, an average amount, which is a lot of them. So for right. every Drake's there make could be, I don't want to, Throw anybody's names out there. It could be like twenty independent that just dropped their first project. Right. Who was the last artist that went that platinum on their money. first their debut album? Debut. Cue album. the Jeopardy music. If you guys, if you any of the fans <laughs> watching Coders, if you know the name of the last artist, let's say the last rapper. Let's narrow it down. Give me the name of the last rapper to go platinum on their debut album. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I can't remember that. That I should think tell been, you everything that we need to know. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. And and so. What we have to understand is that, and we've talked about this on one of our episodes, nobody is strong enough to hold up the weight of anyone's expectations. If you want to make a million dollars with your music, how? You don't yeah. own it. How yeah. do we make a million? I'm going to sell out shows. Cool. Where? What markets do we go to first? Oh, uh, man, uh, where are they listening to you first? Let's, that'll be the first and easiest one. They're listening to you in New Hampshire. The, the first 10 markets that you got at least 500 listeners in, at least 500 active listeners in, that's your tour. That's your tour. Funny thing, funny story. I was out. I think I showed you guys DM the last show. I was out, um, and the gentleman DM'd me. He was like, oh, Ferrari, man, I love the cheat code, da, 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 da. He was like, so who's the cheat code? So I was like, that's us. They was like, no, we, I know Wendy Dad, I know Kingpin, I know Ferrari, but who's the Chico? I was like, that's us. <laughs> he was like, wait, no, who's the company? I was like, that's us. Who, that's our company. He was like, oh, <laughs> my God, that is so genius. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a teachable moment for you. We started a podcast All of this is that a teachable we moment. own. Yeah. This is ours. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Right. We have no, our, our production team is our team. Our creative team is our team. Our, everything yes. has come in-house and. And, and it's a third, a third, That's and a third. usually not what happens because I'm also on another podcast, but I don't own that podcast. But right. I'm on this podcast that I co-own with you guys. Exactly. Right. And, and, and it was your idea. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much because it's given us an amazing opportunity to talk to people that may have not have fun. wanted to, to, to hear the ugly truth. So you just said something that I want to expand. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Did you have a topic? Mm -hmm. Okay. You said the first eight seconds. So can we talk about YouTube for a second? Because I'm struggling oh with YouTube right first now. First of all, let's talk about that shorts, baby. Can y'all go back 40 some odd weeks? Can we go back 40 some odd episodes, please? Thank you please for and thank teaching you us about YouTube shorts. And talk shorts. about YouTube shorts because yes. is this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> Starting February 1st, YouTube shorts will now be monetized. Monetized. Uh, my, my YouTube shorts are popping. 
Yeah. And listen, so as Chico long as we keep shorts. as long as we keep yeah. the content original. Yeah. As long as we don't, and this is where it's important for us to understand, even when we share the cheat code content, whoever puts it up first, that's owns, who owns it. Owns that's it. who owns it. Yes. And when you reshare it, if you're trying to reshare an individual piece of content, like, okay, oh, I'm going to record this and I'm going to re-upload it on my own. You have to change you it. Guys are, you guys, channels can, is going to get demonetized. Can you elaborate on that again? You said whoever puts it up first owns, owns it. it. Content ID is a mofo. That's why when... Um, certain uh, video company that everybody hollered out their name when you were getting ready to get your life taken away from you and get beat down to a pulp. Well, they were famous for World charging Star. artists, Sorry. right? They were famous for charging artists money to get on their platform and then charging them extra to get on their channel because their channel had X million subscribers and X million this, that, and the third. But when you gave them, they wanted to premiere the video. Sidebar, whoever puts it up first owns it. Mm. So that's their video. That's their song. So when a director tells me, I got 178,000 subscribers, bro. The video going to drop on my page first. No problem. What they do is going to drop it. It'll drop at 12. You drop it on your page. I'm going to go into my artist page and I'm going to drop it one minute before it's supposed to drop on the, on the, on on the, the other guy's page. Because check this out, baby. It belonged to us. Ooh. Yes. As it should be. You put 15 logos in it. Chances are, I just got an email this morning before I came into the cheat code with a list of things for an independent artist that submitted their, their record, their video to Universal, a clean video for television consideration. I got a list. The list was so long that the rep from the label said, y'all shouldn't even bother doing this one. Let's just skip on to the next one. And we'll just, we'll whitelist the video. But these are problems that we had discussed and encountered three mm. or four months before. So mm. who do we blame? Mm. Do we mm. blame the artist because you're being eclectic and you think this is 1993 and you want to redo Nelly Tip Drill? <laughs> do we blame the label for empowering said artists to do this? Or do we blame the video director and the editor? Because ultimately, these are the guys, if they've been recording videos and have never had one placed, then I should never expect them to know what it takes to get a video on network television. Mm, mm, but mm. if they ever plan on getting a video on network television, I would expect that they would be well enough versed in the requirements in the specifications, even in the limitations of the content that can be displayed on screen and make either a clean edit to a video or make a suggestion when filming the video. Hey bro, maybe we don't wanna use them nine millimeter pistols right now in this clip. Uh, maybe we can save that for the, uh, you know, the extra clip at the club scene later on. This looks really good right now. We, we, this could be BET MTV-ish. But no, we, we want the whole keeping it real. Like, oh, this is a suspect in three murders with a nine millimeter. And look, he's in the video waving a nine millimeter at us. What, and then with, we wonder, open warrants. And then we wonder why it goes downhill and goes south. So yeah. when it comes to YouTube, listen, man, most kids, first of all, you're not supposed to have a YouTube channel if you're a child. That's why you can't advertise the kids. Didn't know that. Okay. So the first thing that you do when you're in the car with your kids, not saying you or me or us, but the first thing that a parent does when they're in the car with their kids and they're making noise is what? Give them the phone here. First thing the kid does go on YouTube. Yeah. That's why your YouTube watch history has all those kid cartoons and all that nonsense. They actually have a YouTube kid app, but yes. For the most part, most of the adults, most of the artists that'll come in and, and they'll give us the logins to go to their channel. You can watch their recent histories and you know which ones have kids because it's a whole bunch of kid videos on there. Yeah. But in those kid videos, since that channel is not added to an appropriate age for a child, guess what that child is seeing in between cartoons? Raphael Warnock decided to run his baby's mother over and kill so much so that my six-year-old daughter looks me in the face and tells me, I don't want you to vote for Raphael Warnock. He tried to kill his wife. Wow. Yeah. 
right? So these are the things that we have to understand is that these platforms are vested not in business, but in making money from the society that it informs and entertains. Yeah. So there comes a, there, there's a time when they have to be more responsible and the shock rap and the, and the guns and the ass cheeks and all that stuff. Listen, you can upload a video if you're so insistent on it. You can upload the video and don't, be, don't lie. Say it's over 18 and it has to be adult restricted. Say it has profanity. But even when we do that, we're getting rejected. No. And it's not just us getting rejected. It's the entire industry. Our yes. videos are getting rejected left and right. Because of the content and advertising. Yes. Because people yes. want to advertise it. And they understand that when you're advertising it, you're trying to get it to more people. Do these platforms want to be responsible for s selling the next possible song that is going to be used in court? Is Google going to be? They do not. So guess what? It's They're a form of censorship. Everything. They're censoring it. We've got a we've got a video with an artist. You know, you can't smoke on right. on YouTube no drug and, and advertising. No exactly. None of that. So good stuff. we've got an artist who is barbecuing, and there's a lot of smoke. And it got rejected. I'm like, okay, it got rejected. And we shot it knowing that we don't want it to get rejected. So mm -hmm. we took extra care on this video. It got rejected. So we went in and had YouTube manually view it four times. And all four times they rejected it because of the barbecue smoke. Wow. Like what sense does that make? It doesn't it's make any sense. It's really hard to get through YouTube right now. Absolutely. And, and I thought it was just us. And I've been talking to my industry friends in the past couple of weeks, and it's everybody like Universal's getting getting rejected, Warner's getting like everybody's getting rejected. And, and now that it's all these kids crazy. are running around signing all these multiple deals, running off on the plug, all of these phenomenal videos that they're filming are getting taken down because that artist was signed to another label, and the person who still owns that contract feels he's owed. Right. So that nice ten thousand dollar video that you right. just shot up and put on BET Video, take Get that down, down, buddy. That belonged to me. Damn. Yep. Dear Cheat Code. What are y'all's threes top five rappers of all time? Knock it off. <laughs> top five rappers of all time? Yeah. Rappers? You're I'm a cheat. I'm going to give you Outkast, Wu-Tang Clan. That's two. Because even though there's two and 15 of them, I'm going to give you those <laughs> two right there. Wu-Tang, Outkast. Uh, Nas. Tupac and Biggie. Eminem. Tupac, Biggie. Rakim. Lady London. Hmm. Andre 3000. It's crazy. I wasn't an Outkast fan. Three, I was an Andre three 3000 stacks. fan. Three stacks. Andre three stacks. I was a big Tupac fan, even though he passed away. I was in fifth grade. So Tupac. Wow, I'm old. Damn. Huh? <laughs> um, wow. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm a big toxic. I love toxic music, even future. though I'm an untoxic. Yeah, yeah future's my guy, man. Yeah. And then I've never sold drugs, even though I tried to sell weed one time. It didn't work. Uh, Jeezy. Yeah. Uh, that's four? How many is that, four? I was counting. Give us and another one. Give us just case. T.I.? Yeah. Nice. That whole little, that whole little future uh, T.I. Jeezy time frame, that's... Yeah, I think asking me to give me, you five yeah. of my favorite artists of, of all time is just like, knock it off. Don't do that. I hate that question because it changes for me daily. It probably yeah. hourly. Yeah, yeah don't, it does change. It really changes. Spot, but there are, who are the artists that I may listen to the most? I think I named them with those five. I yeah. think I can, any mood that I want, I can throw those in. But then again, you, you, I throw on any of the dedications from Little Wayne. Like, how can I leave Little Wayne out oh, of that damn. conversation? Right. See, right. See what I'm saying? So when I'm in a mood, I'll Wayne, throw on shit. reasonable dot Jay-Z. So how can I leave Jay-Z out of that conversation considering yeah. his body of work? And then, well, 
did I throw anybody in from the West Coast? I didn't include Snoop, blasphemy. I didn't include <laughs> Dre. Like when you start to think yeah. about it, like, okay, if we're gonna if I'm going out west, and that means I had to stop in I had to stop in Texas. I didn't throw nobody from Texas on the list. Yeah. I didn't yeah. throw nobody from Louisiana on the list. Yeah. And everything that they've been able to bring to the culture, right. cash money, nobody from there is on there. Drake right. is on the list, the number one selling artist of the last ten years. My yes. favorite rappers are Raz Kaz and Jeezy, and they're not on my list, but they're my favorite. That's right. who I listen to most, Pimp C. Right. You see what I'm saying I to you? So that GK list, I don't know, right? I gave you the anything. names that I thought would definitely, if I had to give you five people that I would just listen to for the rest of my life, those five names is there. But to say that Dr. Dre didn't have an impact on my life, Lil Wayne, Cash Money, some of these guys, and as, as poor righteous teachers, a black sheep, uh, a tribe called Quest. Mac uh, from No Limit. Ah, oh, man. Trick Daddy. I love Mac. Bust T-double Down. T-double D, yo. You know, Tom G, these guys Tom to G. me, Tom G to me was, I've been listening <clears throat> to Tom G for 15, 20 years. Yeah, right. me too. So Tommy is a Florida-like legend. legend. You know what I mean? Yes. Some of his records I could listen to. Frank Lenny, I used to listen to Frank, Frank Lenny's first Lenny. album. Boy, I'm you all know about in. that, man. <laughs> that first <laughs> album is Paul still- Paul Myers. Yeah, Fire. I get goosebumps when I think about Remember, it album. was him and Plies like, at, at one particular mm-hmm. moment. It was- Neck neck. Neck. Yeah, so you know it's Frank Lenny. Yes, it's Damn. gonna change, man. Frank Lenny, bro. All in so project, y'all get that. Who are your top five up. executives in the industry? Ooh, oh, Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Uh, definitely, I definitely think Wendy Day is my number one favorite executive. Uh, um, after Wendy Day, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Shauna Reed. After Shauna <laughs> Reed, I'm gonna say. And I'm putting them in no particular order. I'm definitely gonna throw uh, Tony, my business partner, in there. I'm definitely gonna throw hmm, Dove. I love Dove. I, I think Dove. Dove is amazing. Yeah. And um, if I'm trying to get some money, then I'm, I'm gonna throw Janie Jennings in the mix only because oh. I know what she does and how, how she can burrow in for the cash. And I think those are my, my some of my favorite people. That's awesome. Some of my favorite people in the business. Yeah. They just were that all women. Tony, no, you Tony, said Tony. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Uh, I kind of will have to go off of like people I have relationships with, um, and I've seen them. Like I like Lester Pace. I love Lester Pace. I uh, love Wendy Day. <laughs> um, I love Wendy Day. Lester's the OG. Shout out yeah. to Lester, Lester Pace. The OG. Lester's At Lester Pace, if you're not following he him, you like, should. He has like a tree of people that I talk to. Yes. And they all shout out to uh, shout out to yes. Ricardo Hunter. Shout out to uh, DJ Rocksteady. One person I'm gonna say is Tune Day from LVRN. That's my guy. Mm. How could I forget about him. Tuma? Yeah. Tuma, yes, oh Tuma. I saw him. I saw Tunde literally come from nothing. Um, how many is that? That's three. I don't know. I wasn't counting. You said five. That's bad. I know. I, I couldn't know. do it. I I was asked this last night on Ray Daniel's show, and I could name two. Justin Valentine, aka Blogzilla, uh, uh, Brittany, aka Buttercup P. Um, I would say Jay Z. Jay Z is a good one. He's a he, he is he's a good one for me. I've, I've I like seen John it. Manili who ran Rockefeller for J. What Jay Z do you mean? Jigaman Jay Z yeah, or, or or the other Jay Z? Our Jay Z, the Jay Z, the Jay Z. What the what you call it? What the label? What the distributor? Is that what his name is Jay Z? Z- uh, uh, what's his name? Help we'll me. Talk now, can I okay. also name a? Does it have to be music? Because I have radio people that. No. Matt Buser is be, another one of my oh, favorite executives. A, the big dog Doc Winters. He's a big deal. Oh yes. What's He's your boy's name? Vince. Vince Phillips is another one of my favorite Vince guys. Phillips, yeah. Vince is another good guy. Vince be moving and grooving. Facts. So, yeah. Wendy Day. Wendy Day for sure. Shauna Reed. Shauna Reed for yeah. sure. And Kingpin. I'm, yeah. I'm your favorite executive. Fuckers. Just saying. Fuckers. Fuck wrong with y'all. I'm not your favorite? Yeah. Tune in next week and I better be. <laughs> Jesus, Kodai. <laughs>
Cheat code. Get a code.